I, I haven't ever met anybody who was like, you know what? Then I followed the Lord and man, <laughs> I just have so many regrets. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's when you really full heartedly follow the Lord. Yeah. Like you said, the, the life has more colors. The world opens up to you. Welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie. He's the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are in our series, Strength in Weakness. And we're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 7 this week. And if you missed any of that sermon, uh, whitefieldschurch.com, you can catch it there, download it there, or any of your favorite uh, streaming platforms, podcast platforms, YouTube, Facebook, all of the above, and uh, you know, if you would subscribe, like, review, rate, do all of those things. You know, any kind of interaction that you have with our content online pushes it up in the ratings and the algorithm. And you know, people are asking questions, you know, about grief, like what we're going to talk about today. What the message was about this Sunday. You know, they're typing in and they're looking for answers. We can provide them with uh, Christ-centered and gospel-centered answers to their questions. But this week, Second Corinthians chapter seven, we looked at the whole entire chapter and. One of the things that kind of stood out for for me, uh, you know, something we can discuss a little bit today on this particular uh, podcast is this, the verse in ver- chapter 10, I mean, verse 10 of chapter 7, he says, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. And what stood out to me was that phrase, salvation without regret. And just remind me of the story you told in your sermon about, uh, you know, that friend back in high school that confronted you about your nominal Christianity and just basically took you to task for, for you know, that, you know, you were really not the Christian that you, you know, profess to be. And one of the things you mentioned in that is that, you know, one of the obstacles for you was that you knew that if you, you completely submitted yourself to the Lord that he was going to require something of you, mm-hmm. you know? And so we just wanted to talk about that and maybe even just finish that story for us. You know, what ended up happening? Cause I know the end of the story, you know, with, uh, with the, this friend of yours that yeah. ended up confronting you. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was a little like worried that if I really gave my life to the Lord, I knew I would have to give up certain things, um, practices, attitudes, behaviors, etc. And, um, and so in the end, I, I realized that I wasn't, I was kind of miserable in what I was doing anyway. And the things that God was asking me to give up, it wasn't really a sacrifice. It was actually things that I, I was probably better off without anyway. It took me uh, kind of coming to that realization to, to truly give my life to the Lord. Um, and, you know, it's so interesting, I would say. It's almost like that's a, that's a tool that I think the devil uses to keep people from really coming to Jesus is these questions. Oh no, what am I going to have to give up? And my life will be less if I follow Jesus. It will be smaller if if I follow Jesus than if I didn't. Right. Um, and that's actually such a lie. It's actually just the opposite. You know, what's funny is I had friends at that time who continued on that same path and trajectory. And, you know, I saw where their lives ended up versus, you know, actually following the Lord did just the opposite. Rather than giving me a small life, it ended up opening up the world to me and and a much more exciting life and exciting in um, real ways, not manufactured ways, right? Like um, 
true adventure in a way, if you will, following Jesus and going where he leads you. And so, yeah, I ended up giving my life to the Lord, but this friend of mine, she moved away shortly after that. Now this is before we had social media and, uh, and things like that. And so she moved to Portland and it was at that time, it was just like, well, I guess I'm just never going to see you again <laughs> until like 2007 or six or something like that. And then there was MySpace. And I happened to find her on MySpace and I wrote her a message and I said, hey, you're not going to believe this, but like that conversation we had and it went, I know that you moved away right after that. So you never really found out what happened with me, but here's what happened. And I, at the time I was a missionary, I was pastoring a church already at that time. And, you know, she was just so shocked. Like she would have never thought she was just, she just thought, you know, how could God use me? I'm just, you know, some kid who goes to church and used me, you know, used her in my life in a great way. I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that she had the courage to do that. I'm thankful that she, she was used by God greatly in my life. And, and so, yeah, I would just encourage anybody out there, you know, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and, um, and see what God might do through you. So yeah, yeah, great, great, uh, you know, somebody I'm very thankful for. I'm thankful for the fact that she had the boldness to do that and those words to say. And she probably had no idea the kind of impact that she would have on my life just sitting there in the car that day. Um, but you know, that verse that you read, you know, that, that repentance that leads to salvation without regret. I think that that's what so many people are afraid of. They're afraid that if I really give my life to the Lord, that I'm going to live with a lot of regrets, regrets that I didn't get to, you know, do this party thing or that crazy thing. And I got to tell you, man, that is just actually not true. There's so many, so many things that as you give your life to the Lord, um, that's where you really find yourself living with no regrets. Right. I mean, again, getting back to that, that verse that's kind of set the tone for, uh, for where we have new creations in Christ, right? We just see things a whole different way, you know, when we do come to, to salvation in Jesus and, and, and life, I, I, I don't know, life has so many more colors, I think is mm -hmm. one way of seeing it, you know, just like going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. I mean, you going from walking to flying, you know, your, your life is not on this linear plane anymore. It's just everywhere because being led by the spirit. And yeah, yeah, that, that word regret, I think that was what really stuck out to me. It was like, people feel like there's gonna be regrets. It reminds me of a story. Uh, uh, um, I met this, I just happened to be the American that they found in Budapest at the time, but there was this kind of popular, he was popular in a certain genre of music and he was coming into Budapest and so they, they called me and said, hey, would you take him around town? And, and you know, so I ended up meeting him for breakfast and uh, him and I knew this, you know, this drummer who was in his band and I knew of this drummer is probably, he's been voted the number one drummer like in the last 10 years in a row uh, for a particular group. And they, this guy that I was talking with, he had become a Christian but this drummer, they both came to the kind of the crossroads at the same time. And the drummer felt like if he dedicated to his life to the Lord, that God was going to take music away from him. And uh, the guy that I was talking to, you know, he, he felt the same way, but he took that chance. He just said he was just going to go for it. He gave his life to the Lord and he just kind of laid down all the, his band at that time was just they were, you know, they're heading you know, for the charts and all that kind of stuff. And and um, and he just kind of laid it all down and God gave it all back to him. 
you know, even in a bigger way, you know, and it's, uh, he had zero regrets. I mean, our entire breakfast, all he did was talk about Jesus this and Jesus that and Jesus this and, you know, and there were zero regrets in what he's doing. And even now just following him online and stuff like this, he's, you know, he's, 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 he's living a life as a Christian believer, just like, and all these doors have been open to him. But, and this other guy, the drummer, you know, yeah, he, he's still big in, in the, in the music business, but, you know, he, you know, the, he's lost that, you know, I don't know. There's, I'm not sure he's going to regret it when he gets to heaven that he did not lay it down before the Lord. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Like you talked about, like there's, God's going to require something of me. And, you know, I've met it with teenagers, you know, like if I do this and is God going to take away my ambitions in life away from me? You know, am I going to have to put these down and put these down? And, and I think what's so comforting about this and the promise that Paul here tells us that salvation without regret, you know, and I think that's just something we can really take to heart that you give your life to the Lord wholly, there is going to be zero regrets. You know, you, you know, I'm sure you would say that you don't regret any no. minute of going out to, to, you know, following the Lord out to Hungary and, and all that God has done. Yeah. And then back here. And I, I would say the same thing. You just like, don't, don't, uh, you know, my plans were like this mm-hmm. and God's plans were like this, you yeah. know, I, the things that I've got to do and, and experience and live out by being obedient to God's call on my life. Zero regrets. Absolutely zero regrets. You know, the famous story from David Livingston. He was a British missionary to Africa. Mm -hmm. He was kind of like an explorer and a missionary. Um, Started out in South Africa. He explored the interior of the African continent, which hadn't been Mm -hmm. explored by missionaries at that point. And and, uh, so then he would come back to Britain and he would often speak at universities and they would have these gatherings. And so famous story with David Livingston that one time somebody asked him because he was from a fairly wealthy family and he would have, you know, had a good life in England. And they said, you know, how did you do that? Like, how could you make such a big sacrifice to give your life in Africa? And his famous response is, I never made a sacrifice, Mm -hmm. you know, going to Africa, serving the Lord, um, being with those people, ministering people. He said, what, what sacrifice did I make? You know, Mm -hmm. I, I gave up comfort but what I gained in return was so much greater. And I, I would just tell anybody, I mean, that's, I, I haven't ever met anybody who was like, you know what? Then I followed the Lord and man, <laughs> I just have so many regrets. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's when you really full heartedly follow the Lord. Like you said, the, the life has more colors. The world opens up to you. Oh yeah, big time. I yeah, it's and yeah, zero regrets. And I think you know, we as we were talking before, like I, it's it's the wrong question to be asking. What am I going to give up? You know, it's more what is what has God already given up for me to be able to step out into this, and what is available to me? I mean, it's just the Lord. I you know, I have I have His power at my disposal, and I. I have, you know, him stepping out those, you know, second, uh, uh, Ephesians 2.10, you know, the, those pathways that he's laid out before me already for me to walk in them, you know, it's just joy, you know, joy unspeakable. And just to be a part of the plan of God and being called into that. Yeah. Zero, zero regrets. And so that, yeah, definitely. That was kind of the thing that kind of stuck out to me in this particular thing for, for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret and it does go there on and just kind of finishes and we can finish here whereas worldly grief produces 
death. Just contrasting those two things, the salvation and God producing no regrets, producing life compared to, you know, do you have any thoughts on just, just, you know, those two things where the world is, what is the worldly grief and leading to death? Like, you know, what, what, what is the contrast between you think that? Yeah, I mean, I think a really easy way to show that contrast in the Bible is the contrast between Judas and Peter, you know, who mm-hmm. both on the same evening betrayed Jesus's friendship, betrayed their loyalty to Jesus. And yet Peter responds by coming back and repenting and, you know, he's mm-hmm. brought back in by Jesus. But Judas feels so bad that he goes and commits suicide, which, which tells us he felt very bad about yeah. this. And yet that, you know, his sorrow actually did lead to death, but perhaps even worse. He's called the son of perdition. And Mm -hmm. that's tragic, you know, and to say that, you know, just feeling bad um, doesn't have to be the end of the story. In fact, like I was saying today, grief was kind of the beginning of the Mm -hmm. story for me. And I I think that um, that's what we want to do is, you know, I talked to somebody today after service and they said to me, um, someday I'll stop feeling guilty. And I said, no, I think you missed the point. I don't, I don't want you to stop feeling guilty. I think that feeling guilt over having done something wrong is actually kind of like having nerves in your body. Mm-hmm. And so when you get poked, it hurts. And, and we shouldn't try to suppress guilt, but what we do with our guilt is what matters, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, it's like I said in the sermon, it's just such an interesting time we live in where guilt is such a big part of our, our society, yeah. perhaps more than it was in, in the previous generations. And so um, I think what we do with our guilt is so important because if you do nothing with it, if you just kind sit of wallow and, in it, yeah, you know? that doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Guilt. Yeah. Guilt and, and grief leading to repentance, leading to salvation with no regret, you know? And I, yeah, I think that's just kind of something we, that's what we can take away from that is that, that re- producing repentance at least is salvation without regret. And I just know that, you know, there might be a lot of folks listening to this or, or watching this right now and there's just regret, you know, and in your life over, over thir- certain things, decisions and guilt and, and grief and stuff. And, and you know, and the, the thing is just take that to the Lord as, as part of our sermon was, is that turn to Jesus, you know, and just take that all to him and, and let him deal with that because God doesn't want us living in regret. You know, he's called us on a mission and to step out in the things that he's called us to. And, and the beginning of that, the very beginning is the grief over our own sin. And, and that leads to repentance and leads to salvation, which leads to no regrets in Christ. And so it's just a great message. So if you missed any of the message, great message from this Sunday, uh, definitely go and download. I think, you know, definitely if you're dealing with grief, you're dealing with guilt, this is a place to start that this is not where we should be as Christians living and wallowing in guilt and in grief that's supposed to lead us, take us someplace. And that's before the Lord and let God take us forward for all that he's called us to for his glory. So whitefieldschurch.com if you missed any of that. And we'll see you again next week. God bless.